0: And we're recording! Yeah, you can put that in the start video soundtrack. And we're recording? That's what you want there? No, I was joking. <laughs> Alright, let's, let's pull this up. All right, okay. Where's my brother? My brother.
1: Brother, here's my brother.
0: Many you a of <laughs> of all, my brother. I loved my brother.
2: You don't deserve to be here, brother. What are you drinking there? What is that? A Christmas IPA from Goose Island. Oh, they already it. have Christmas IPAs. It's October 28th. <laughs> yeah, they've had it for like a month, but it's really good. I like. It. They just made it too soon. Actually, I have a friend who brews beers. Um. I think he lives in Kansas City now. He does one every month. It's a process. He makes like, I want to say, like 80 of them
0: every month. He was making a Christmas Christmas winter ale. Yeah, he makes a massive amount of beer. Interesting. I don't even know the process of making beer. I'm sure you do. Drink. I've made beer before. Not this one.
1: Well, no. The process of making beer is just you take your wheat and your flavor enhancers, and you boil them for a certain amount of hours, and then you put them in a fermentation vessel with yeast, and let them ferment for a couple weeks to a month, and then you take it out, strain it, and bottle it. And there
2: you go, everybody. That's how you make beer. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm.
2: I feel like you should just cancel it out. We should like do a snippet here where we just say, like. And here is the secret recipe, and then you go beep after you start saying, it. you know.
0: But I don't know the don't secret know recipe. Well,
2: you're pretending that you have a secret recipe. I am. Everything's magic, Matthew. Okay. <laughs> <have>
0: you
1: say?
2: <laughs> so, okay, I want to start somewhere really quick um, before I bring up other topics. But this week? Well, we we haven't decided... officially
1: started the podcast.
2: Well, I feel like you're just going to curate this thing, right? Should we officially start
1: it? Yeah, you got to say welcome back.
2: Welcome back to the podcast. Suburban siblings, we changed our name. We're going to have some artwork next week.
1: Well, whatever, you said it to me.
2: Yeah, well, it's not done yet. However, it looks pretty dope. dope yes, is a word, yes, it too. does. Yeah. Funny story about that. I was trying to get Matthew's approval for it. And for some reason, for whatever reason, Matthew didn't approve it. And then he had some girl named Amy just go, yeah, he likes it. Who's Amy? Because she's one of my best friends. Oh, okay. Hi, Amy. She doesn't listen to the podcast. Well, that's good.
1: She doesn't want to hear this. So far, there's nothing interesting ouch whoa
2: anyway i'm trying to get approval for our artwork here and matthew has nothing to say other than i look weird i did look weird i didn't look like the picture that you used well i sent you like three of them because i was updating it as i was going i was trying to figure out how to do the ear also you told me to go on facebook and find a headshot of you and that was the only one on facebook that i could find
1: look yeah, pretty good. I don't know about you. That's the headshot that I like, but the picture you sent me didn't look like the was headshot. directly I could
2: show you the artwork
1: where I started making it. I guess, no, I'm not saying that you did a bad job of it. I'm just saying that the iteration of it didn't look like the picture as much as I thought it was going to, but that's because there's parts of the picture that you can't actually see because of how lighting is.
2: So what am I missing? What do you want? What is your best feature that it's missing in this picture?
1: No, I was just... I'm looking at it right now, but... Um, <laughs> I put a the, lot of work heck?
2: into it. It took me a whole day. No. Wow. <laughs> I, well, I had to put myself in... You took like an hour. I took like two hours, because I'm a perfectionist about myself.
1: Yeah, I am too, but you didn't spend that much time on me. I spent...
2: I've spent more than an hour. I watched, like, two football games.
1: Well, I was like, testing okay. out
2: the, the style. Danielle likes it.
1: Okay, well, like, there, there's a part in my hair, like, right in the thing where it's, like, kind of dips in. It looks a little weird to me. And then your beard is more filled in with squiggles than mine is.
2: Yeah, because your beard in that picture is straighter than mine in my picture. In my picture, also, I couldn't find a good headshot. I wanted one where I was looking up to, sort of, but I didn't have that, so I found one from my graduation, my first graduation of college.
1: So what's that, four or five years ago?
2: Yeah, I looked like a boss. I was wearing a full suit. And I was looking down. I was a little pissed. Yes, yes, you were. I actually cut out one of my ears because I just didn't want both ears. Because I have monkey ears. I can also move them without, like, smiling.
1: Oh, interesting.
2: Sorry, anyway, I kind of zoned out.
1: I wasn't listening.
2: Well, that's that's a bad podcaster's way of podcasting.
1: Well, other people I'll pay attention to. It's just I zone out a little bit when you talk. Why?
2: <laughs> Am I really boring? Is that what's going on here? You don't like my no, artwork. nothing. I'm boring. You don't talk to me. The whole reason why we made this podcast is so I could talk. I've talked to you more in the last three weeks than I've talked to you in the last six years. That shouldn't be on our yeah. podcast. It shouldn't be that bad. <laughs> well, that's the whole point of the podcast is that it's that, that bad. Yeah, we're going to get better. We're going to be funny. People are going to like us. We're probably going to have to leave yeah. Rand a couple times. Yeah, the main thing we have to work out is being funny. Well, I mean, we just got to crack jokes about Sith. I, I'm ready for, I have a bunch of questions here that I'm going to ask you. I'm going to throw them out there. We're going to see your feelings. They're very intense. They're very broad.
1: Okay, whatever. don't we go for one?
2: Say. Well, we're, we're still on the topic of why you hate me so much.
1: I don't hate you. You're my brother.
2: Where were we? (laughs) You were going to ask me a question. Sorry, I zoned out a little bit. You were talking. (laughs) (laughs) Good one. Yep.
0: Anyway, what'd you do today?
1: Um, I finished editing our podcast at like 6 a.m. and then took a nap.
2: Did you not sleep last night?
1: No, I got six hours of sleep. I woke up at noon.
2: So you woke up at 6 a.m. at noon?
1: <laughs> yeah, my sleep schedule changes day by day. I, I so I might go to bed early tonight or not. Well, I don't have to get up and go to work at 6 a.m. every day, so my work schedule depends on when I finish editing our podcast.
2: How long did this one take you?
1: It took a little bit. Well, first off, I, I kept putting it off. I didn't want to do it. So I started it on Sunday, and I edited a little bit on Sunday, got bored a little on Monday, and then finished it Monday night to Tuesday morning. So it took about five hours, but that was because I had to edit it. I had to like re-listen to it like four or five times, the hour worth of material, because I just couldn't figure out what to keep and what to get rid of. So it was all good or it was all bad? What, is, what does that say? <laughs> it, it, it was a mix of both. I ended up keeping like one really long clip and everything else is little short clips from everything else. Because it was just like there, there wasn't anything interesting in the last podcast and there was a bunch of pauses that were just kind of like, well, we didn't know what we were doing. So it well, came out to 25 minutes instead of the 35 minutes that we talked about. I mean, we're, we're still learning,
2: you know, a lot of this has to do with, uh, how to keep a conversation going and keeping it interesting. I actually, I've been doing a lot of research. Okay. This oh, last good. time I Wait. thought we did a pretty bad job. So I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to some podcasts, like the number one Joe Rogan pod, podcast, which really interesting, by the way, he Spotify like broke up his podcast into different like subgenres. And he has a whole yeah. genre about comedy. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to this. I think this would be helpful for us. Like, what keeps it funny and stuff? And he's like interviewing comedians. I'm like, well, we're not comedians, so we can't be interviewing each other as comedians. So
1: this is very true.
2: We don't have that area of expertise. Yeah, but we'll get there. I mean, we'll add stuff. We're learning. <laughs>
1: Well, so we do better than we both.
2: Ever, so.
1: Well, yeah. And part of comedy is also things that happen to you in your day to day life. But. Yeah, well, you don't I don't really, really have. Well, yeah. Well, we have some perspective. It's just we don't have a lot of funny things happen to us. Well,
2: considering that we're always sitting at home. By the way, I think um, because I've been sitting at home, I've become tired. Not lazy. Just. Just tired.
1: Well, it's because sitting at home is the whole, it's not as, it doesn't keep you as engaged as going out and doing things at work or going to school because you don't really change your location.
2: Well, and the reason why I say, I say tired is because, you know, I can still go on a run, but after two miles, I'm tired. I don't want to run further. I've run like half marathons. I can usually run like four miles normal. After two miles, I'm like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going to come back. I'm going to go home. I'll pretend to do abs. (laughs) You'll pretend to do abs? Yeah. I told Danielle the other day I had laid down on the ground for two hours after I ran pretending to do abs because I just didn't. I couldn't. (laughs) I was too tired. Like, what did you do all day, Andrew? I sat on a chair. Why are you so tired? I just am. <laughs> Whenever I have to do tasks now, it's just like, ah, really? Like, there's no motivation because, like, I, I'm not going to share with anybody. I'm here by myself. I'm, like, basically just talking to the sound.
1: Yeah. Have you had to use your new microphone setup for work yet?
2: Actually, I have. It's really nice because I can move it up and down. And so I can, yeah. I'll have it really high up. And then I'll bring it down and talk to people. And then I'll put it back up again. Although I changed the microphone angle because I I talk downwards. I realized that my face goes down. Yeah. Not up. So.
1: Well, yeah, mine is. Well, I don't have Zoom conversations with people. So not really. This is about all I use it for. (laughs) Or if I'm doing some voiceover work. You do voiceovers for what? Yeah, Occasional things that people pay me to do things for. I need money.
2: You it's just nothing like ever interesting. Do you have like a whole library of like NBC sounds, like
1: the boing and shit? <laughs> yeah, this little hard drive that I sit, that sits in front of me that has five hundred. Um, is it five hundred gigabytes? Yeah, it's a five hundred gigabyte SD SSD. Um, it's five hundred gigabytes worth of sound effects. That's a lot of sound effects. Well, I've created a nice library of sound effects over my four or five years of sound design, sound designing shows. What is the weirdest? You get something for free.
2: Oh, you just buy them or find them. I was gonna say, what is the weirdest sound effect that you've recorded?
1: That I've recorded. Yeah. Oh, that's a fun one. Um, for a show that I was working, the show at um. Well, for a show I was working on, there was a time where um, in the show they were doing some kind of like um, game show event and they wanted um, people to go like hip hip hooray. So around the theater we had speakers placed and um, whenever they went hip hip, a sound cue would fire and everyone in the audience would say hooray, but really it was a recording that was being played. Um and it's me saying hooray three different ways um that I merged together so it's like and it sounds like a like bunch of men just going hooray. Yeah, and I just played it around in the background, so it just goes hip hip and then there's three versions of me saying hooray differently going off. It sounds really funny.
2: God, you gotta play that for everybody. And three, two, one, play. Yeah. I have to go. pull it up. <laughs> well you'll play it in the side. So everybody can hear it.
0: That's awesome. Actually,
2: that that reminds me of, so I, I follow a couple musicians, and one of them was like showing their process, and it was like a funny way of showing it. It was like, well, you record yourself making the sound, and then you record yourself again making the sound, but a little bit higher. And then you record yourself again making it lower, and then you do that like 50 more times and add them all in, and then you have a full chorus. And I was like, what? <laughs>
1: No, that's exactly what you do. Have you? Do you have TikTok? No. Oh well, on TikTok, Charlie P- Charlie Puth has a TikTok account. Yeah, and that's all he does. He he wakes up in the morning and then he's like, "Ooh, that sounds cool," and then makes a song based around that sound he heard. And it's just literally him going, "Okay, now we need some um, tenors," and then sings the tenor part like three different ways, and then yeah, keeps playing different was, parts, and he makes a whole song. Charlie
2: Puth. I love his Instagram yeah maybe Charlie no, He does too.
1: it on Instagram too
2: I follow a uh, black bear a lot I, I like his music
1: who's black bear
2: oh you gotta look him up Charlie Puth and him made a song and it was based on what you were saying he woke up one morning made music like a, a chorus or whatever and then oh. Black Bear, it was, like, in Instagram. You could see it. He was like, hey, send me that. And then he was like, yes, already in your inbox. And then they just made a song, like, a week later. It was pretty cool. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. You should listen to it. Look it up. Charlie Puth and Black Bear.
1: Let me write that down. Charlie Puth and Black Bear. Yeah, you wrote that down. (laughs) (laughs) I do actually have a paper and pen in front of me, but I haven't written anything down. Oh, Okay. Well, why would you I say to use it, down it
2: and then not write it down?
1: Because the chance of me actually looking it up is very slim.
2: You might remember one day when you wake up at noon.
1: Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Okay, so are we going to move on to these questions that you brought up?
2: I already started. I asked you about your day.
1: <laughs> that was one of the questions?
2: <laughs> well, it was one of the starting questions. You're ridiculous. I, <laughs> okay, well, yeah, I, I gotta start with the easy ones. You know, this is like you know soft toss baseball.
1: No, th- throw us right into the deep ones. Give me the really hard
2: but, ones. Well, we got to build up to those. You can't just you can't just ask a really like large question.
1: I think you can. I think it would be really interesting.
2: Well, I kind of want to yeah. talk about you a little bit because I you know the last couple weeks I've been making fun of you, but I kind of want to really hear from you. Like, how's the job? search if I'm like a,
1: How's the job search coming? It gets worse and worse every day. There's nothing interesting. Like I've applied to jobs. Yeah. I haven't. I never get calls back, which is quite sad. But you know, it's the modern day life. I really wish that um, jobs that you apply to, whether or not it's like entry level minimum wage jobs, like looking at Target or like working for an actual company, that like when they look at your Resume, and like, oh, no, 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 we don't, we're not interested. They'll send your email back. It's like, we're not interested, so that you know that they're not looking at your application anymore. Cause some people, I don't want to be rude, but some people are um, with this in this weird mindset that you apply to one job at a time and you wait to hear back and then you apply to a new job. No, you got to apply like dozens and then you wait for jobs to come back. And as they come back and they interview you or talk to you, if you get hired for one job, another job comes back and talks to you. You can quit the other job and take the job you like more, um, but like I really, I really don't like the modern way of just like you do the interview, you talk to these people, and then they never tell you whether or not you get the job or not. It's quite rude, actually. Yeah. So yeah, I've been looking for jobs. I haven't had any luck. Um, there's some theater jobs that are starting to pop up in Chicago again. I'm surprised because Chicago's um, starting on Friday, going back to, um, no dining restaurants again. Really? Cause we've, yeah, we've spiked in coronavirus cases. So they're taking us back a phase. Everything's spiking. Quite sad. Yeah. it's what happens when, you know, you think a virus is over, but it's not.
2: Well, when you think it's over and you don't have a vaccine, so it's not. but that's interesting that they're starting to hire again, but I was going to say, on like the job front. Like, do you ever just, you know, check in with them? Like after you talk to them, do you ever call them and be like, Hey, yeah. You, know,
1: you remember? Well, that? I do the, I do, I try and do the more, I wouldn't say modern thing. The thing where you like have an interview and then you wait a day or two days and you just send an email back and you just check in and be like, Hey, had a great time talking to you. Um, if there's any other questions you have, just let me know. I'd be happy to. Happily answer any questions you have. I do that type of thing. Um, which usually, specifically for theater, um, gets you a response back. And they'll be like, um, thanks for reaching out. We we were glad to talk to you too. We'll let you know in the next couple of days. And if you do usually do doing that, we'll get a response back from them about where they're looking. And you can tell whether or not they're interested in you or not. But like for... Like jobs working at like Target, you don't even have the email, you have to call them and then they really never respond back. You have to walk in. We're in this weird... You have to be ready to work the day you walk in and apply. (laughs) Yeah. I just kind of like, I'm always just like, we're in this modern world now where it's so easy to ghost people, because that's the term that we use for relationships or just friendships in general. And that has moved to the workplace where it's just okay to um, not respond to people because you're no, you don't want to tell them that you're not interested. They, but a lot of businesses are not interested in saying, Oh no, we don't want to hire you. They don't want to, they don't want to be rude or mean to people and they don't want to give them bad news. So they just don't want to call them and say, Hey, we're not interested, but you had a great interview this is something we think you should work on because this is the reason we didn't hire you over other candidates, but otherwise um, have a nice life. Like it's not that hard. You tell them, you call them, you like, we're not interested. You tell them what really turned you off from hiring them or what is the reason you didn't hire them compared to other candidates. And then you just say "Um, next time you can apply again. We'll see what happens. Otherwise have a nice life. It's really that simple. It's just like respect people and treat them with the same amount of respect that you would want if you were applying for a job. And it's like, the person's not going to get mad. They're not, well, a normal person's not going to get mad for not being hired. They'll be just like, thanks for telling me what I did wrong, and that will help me going forward in my applications for other jobs.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, but I think ghosting was always a was always a thing. I mean, before phones and before technolo- like real technology, we just mailed in an application. And you just mailed it to everybody, whether they were hiring or not. You didn't know. It was in the newspaper. But if you saw one that you wanted to work for, you were like, oh, I'll send it. Or you show up with your resume. they interviewing you on the spot. But I feel like then, yeah. they would ghost you. They wouldn't send anything back. They're like, oh, well, they sent out a thousand of these.
1: <laughs> yeah, I guess. It's just like in the modern era that we live in, it's really not that hard to just send a response email to... Because everything we do on e- is on email nowadays, even for a job at Target, they email you. Um, it's really not that hard to just like even call them or send an email and be like, hey, we're not going to hire you. We're moving forward with other candidates, but we had a fun time meeting you. This is what was wrong. Yeah.
2: Bye. Well, I think at a certain point, they're just like, there's too many. Like imagine having to send out a personalized email to every single person being like, yeah, the reason why we didn't hire you is because you're quiet. Or the reason why we didn't hire you is because you were late to the interview and we had to stay and wait for you. And it's just like, okay, well, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear somebody tell me the reason why they didn't hire me was for something that was out of my control. <laughs> like, that's why they don't, that's why well, they ghost at that you. Point- they're just like, oh, we're not going to tell this person why we didn't want to hire him, And like, they're not going to help this person. <laughs>
1: Well, I'm not specifically asking for something that's like personal. I'm just asking for like, at at least a response being like, Hey, we're not going to hire you. We're looking at other applicants or the job's already filled. We're we're not going to hire you. We're like at the minimum, like I don't need a reason, but like that would be an additional nice thing where it's like for, if it's for a company that doesn't hire, like not like target, but like an architecture firm that has 50 people that actually work at the firm um because it would be nice if you just respond actually
2: working there is not <laughs> we have 50 people but it's really two
1: yeah but like at the end of the day it's just like you don't even need to give like for just like you don't need to give that response of like what was wrong or what you need to work on it would be nice if it's something like you relate to the interview I would expect that when you get to the interview, you personally would show up and be like, I'm sorry I'm late. I couldn't control this. This this is the reason I'm late. I apologize for it. This is not how I normally act or normally am. It's just this was out of my control. And I find that, if you, especially if the job can't respect that this was the reason, you, like if it's an actual legit reason why you're late, like um, there was a... I don't know what's a good excuse for being late to an interview um bus broke down like uh yeah, the bus broke down, and you even ordered an Uber and you still showed up twenty minutes late to your interview at that point. It's like, well who who like is it really your fault this happened? No, you tried to get there, you even spent the money extra money to take the Uber. I would respect you as an employer that would be like, okay, you took the time to even spend money to get here I respect that and especially if you're late to an interview first off you should call and just say hey the bus broke down I'm getting an Uber right now But I should the be there on time people if I'm that not won't call. Like this, well if you won't call then I have no respect always for always comes
2: up with people that I talk to They're like something goes wrong and they do everything in their power not to tell the person that that like shit hit the fan it's like things are going wrong Tell the person that it's going wrong. Don't be like, okay, I'm not going to tell the person. I'm just going to try and solve the problem in an extra hour. It's like, that, Like, if they know what's happening in the moment, like they'll be able to help. They might be able to do something. Like, we had that problem the other day yeah. in a project. Like the project file was like gone. Like somebody deleted the file and it's on the cloud. So that means that we didn't delete the file like the cloud people Whoever lives in the cloud deleted it. They were like, oh, we don't need this. They threw it in the trash. Down, like, whatever the stock is. And they were like, we're not going to tell maybe anybody. It's just the modern. I was like, Why, what, what are you doing? Tell, tell the person in charge of the project that, you know, we were having some difficulties here. Tell the whole project team. Somebody might know what happened.
1: Maybe it's just the modern way that people think about things, especially like millennials and younger, where it's just like you don't want to tell people stuff. But like I always find that if you like if you're having a problem at work, tell your boss or tell a coworker like you need help with something. There's nothing ever wrong with being honest with an employee and be like, hey, I have all this work in front of me. There's no way I'm going to get it done in time. I can get it done by this time, and. It will be the quality of work you're looking for. I can get it done on time and the quality of work will be worse. Yeah. And if you're honest with a with a person that actually and like if you go to them and you and they like you tell them this, hopefully the boss you have is not an asshole. They'll respect you for coming to them. Cause it's hard to say that you're not capable of doing the work being asked of you. But if you tell them, they'll be like, Cool, take the extra time, get the work done properly, or they'll be like, okay work on this one project. I'm going to take this other project away from you. I'm going to give it to another person who's already done their load for the week and ask them to do it so that you can get it done or even give you extra help. Yeah. I
2: mean, that's that's
1: because it's just like they want it done just as much as you do. They just, then they want it done with great. They want it done. Well, they just that you need to talk with them. And for some reason, we don't like to share that we're incapable of doing things nowadays. Well,
2: I mean, that's just basic project management and understanding yourself too. But I mean, back to the interview yeah. scenario. Like, do you really think that they should come back to you and tell you, like, this is why we didn't hire you? I feel like that's setting it up for like a legal battle. Like, we didn't hire you because you're really low to the ground, and the person's in a wheelchair. <laughs> it's like they they
1: don't they. Well, that kind of stuff is that kind of stuff is more of a legal issue. It's that there are actual legal things that say that you can't. Turn someone away for a certain disability. Well, I think
2: most disabilities. Yeah, but sometimes it or, is a disability, which is the reason why they're not hired. They're like, well, I just didn't connect with the person, and the person has like, it's like me. They're just socially awkward. Like that's that's an actual issue. Like everything's an issue with a person. Everybody's a different person. I have a problem too. Well, yeah, me too. But male version. All right, cancel that out.
1: Well, if. If you're, if you are socially awkward or like the way you talk to someone, just, they don't think you'd be a good member of a team, that's an actual reason not to hire someone. That's like, if, if I talk to you and I think that you have a hard time with, um, keeping a conversation going or something like that, depending on the job, that might be an actual, um, um. That might be something that's pertinent to the job and is necessary. You need to be able to keep a good conversation going with somebody so that I will not hire you for that job. If it's important to the <laughs> – this is not a job. If it's important to the job
2: – Matthew, you got to listen to your brother when he's talking. You can't just space out.
1: <laughs> well, see, the nice thing about this is we're not being paid so I can do whatever the fuck I want. You can't
2: swear. We talked about this last week, Matthew. There's children that listen to this.
1: You sweared seven times last week.
2: Why'd you count?
1: Oh, I count all the swears that each of us did.
2: You know, that means I scored a touchdown. Well, six points to the touchdown. Touchdown!
1: Overachiever, you got an extra (laughs) point.
2: Well, that's, that's the field goal. Although, I usually go for two. Just so people know.
1: You haven't played football in years. Yeah, I watch it. Seven years, to be exact. Ouch, coach. I'm a couch coach. Just like dad. Yelling at the TV.
2: Anyway, let's not talk about uh your problems that much anymore. Let's talk about um It wasn't well, it about my problems. You well, you were just going off about, you know, interviews and why they're like so shitty. I will say though, on that topic really quick, LinkedIn has changed the game. Because whenever I apply for a job on LinkedIn, I can tell that nobody's looked at the application because it notifies me. It says, well, this application has been viewed. That means that, you know, they're. I made it through the LinkedIn process, which means that I can make it through some other processes. LinkedIn also tells you like the different things that people are looking for, which my favorite one was you should take a quiz. Like, Oh quiz on LinkedIn for what? So I look up like the quizzes that I need to take. So like, you know, be a 10 out of 10 candidate for some of these jobs. And of course I start a quiz about Rhino 3D. Rhinoceros 3D is a three-dimensional product design software used by architects to make schematic design stuff. Okay. Why the fuck do I need to know what this curvature creates when I use it on a poly surface thing that doesn't have a surface anymore? It's like a plane, And it's like trying to explain this all to me. And then the question or the, so that's the question. The answers are all like very similar answers with one word difference. And it's like the hardest word in the sentence. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I don't even use the terminology when I use this software. (laughs) Tell me, like, show me something and be like, what do you do next? I'll do it. I'll do it in like two seconds. I don't know if you've had to take any quizzes on theatrical stuff.
1: Occasionally for some not for theatrical stuff, but I tried to get a job working at the Chicago Tribune.
2: Really? What was that? Why did you want to get a job at the Chicago Tribune?
1: Well they were looking for an audio engineer, an audio engine like an audio producer, which literally you just for that job you would be an audio engineer for uh the news. I was like, I can do that.
2: Yeah, that'd be cool.
1: Yeah, never got a response from them.
2: Maybe you need to call somebody. Just call them up and be like, hey, I got your phone number from this random person that you don't know, but you said it because. Uh, I'm looking for a job. Let's see what happens.
1: Okay, we're going to pause this for a second because my phone just rang and I don't know where my phone is. So you, you just sit there and think about your next question while I go find my phone.
2: Oh, I got a phone call from spam risk.
1: Okay, maybe that was the sound I heard. I heard a vibration but I'm still going to go find my phone. I'll be right back. All right, fine. We're still recording. We're recording my
0: voice. Matthew's going to be like, what the fuck was he doing when I left? I should start painting.
1: I don't think you should start painting. Can you hear me? (laughs) Yeah, my headphones are... Open, so they're turned to speaker mode.
2: Should I start painting them?
1: What were you going to paint?
2: I'm going to paint my pumpkin. I'm going to put a little hat on it. and then make it Black. Up.
1: Where did you get this pumpkin?
2: I bought it yesterday at the store.
1: $6. That's an expensive then I bought pumpkin.
2: I paint, so I spent another $30 on paint. I didn't have any paintbrushes, so I spent another... $10 on
1: that. Is there a reason you're painting this pumpkin?
2: Yeah, so tomorrow I have a happy hour that I'm supposed to be leading and I have nothing planned for it. And part of it is we are supposed to bring a decorated pumpkin. Are you getting another beer?
1: Yeah, I don't have work to do after this.
2: <laughs> so that's why I'm painting a pumpkin. And I started painting it and I forgot to let the paint dry. I started painting more I realized that I need to let the paint dry so it's been drying for a couple hours now so it's probably dry enough
1: that's nice do you have like a specific theme you're going for for this pumpkin
2: yeah I'm going for a cartoon face with a black like hat type thing you know like a, a crooked witch hat but the face is going making a really happy face because I do not like scary shit. I don't know what people, like, Danielle likes scary shit. Do you like scary shit?
1: What kind of scary stuff?
2: Like scary movies, haunted houses.
1: I'm not a fan of them. Sitting alone in a house, like, a massive house by yourself. Well, that I don't have a problem with, but, like, I don't, I'm not, like, a fan of scary movies, but if someone wants to turn one on, I'll watch one with other people in the room.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll watch it with other people too, but once they turn the lights off, nope. Mm-mm. I'm I'm not going to the bathroom for the next twenty four hours if I'm watching a scary movie with the lights off and at night.
1: Well, I have this weird because I know how to sound design. It goes back to sound design, of course, um, and I know how they sound design a lot of scary movies because they use this thing called infrasound. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce it, but What's it's
2: infrasound.
1: It's a portion of sound that is not you're not able to hear, but you can feel it, because um, it's so deep and so low that so you can. It's like a brown note. Kind of the brown note is one of um, is a form of infrasound. Um, I'm surprised you knew what that was. Good job. Uh,
2: Everybody knows what a brown note is. It makes you poop. <laughs> yes, it's a very deep
1: <laughs> note that allows your. At, um it's a very very um, low note. I forget what actual um, frequency range it's in, but when played, it makes you your muscles in your bowels release basically, um, which makes you poop. Um, but there's other there's other notes that exist that like there's a certain frequency range that will vibrate your eyeballs and vibrate your stomach and other parts of your body because that's the frequency that they vibrate at. Um, every part of your body vibrates at a certain frequency, if you didn't know. And, and we're all just a bunch of little microwaves. Depending on what frequency you play, you can vibrate different parts of your body, which might make you see things or feel different ways for different reasons. I've used them for theatrical sh- theatrical horror shows before. They're very fun, but there's a specific note that there's a specific frequency that um, vibrates your eyeballs that make, after a while of it, it makes you see things a little bit. Um, and I have a lot of problem with horror movies where I start to see things in the dark because um, they've like some of the sometimes in the movies those frequencies are played and I can usually tell because I usually see things which is creepy. So I don't know so what basically we we're basically what you're
2: with. getting at here, Matthew, is that when you play sound, it's like doing LSD.
1: Have you done LSD? No. Are you lying because you don't want mom to know?
2: No, I've never done LSD. I hear that shit puts holes in your brain. But I'm asking you, when you play a certain note, you get high on that shit, start seeing stuff.
1: You don't get high, but you'll like, because it, it makes you start seeing things. So like, you'll see like a
2: walk. I want to walk behind you and just play this note. Like well, in your ear the whole time.
1: It's hard, you have to play it for longer depending on the type of speakers you have because it's a very low, low, low note. So most, m- most speakers can't actually play a note that low. So like usually it, it doesn't really happen much with normal TVs, but like if you're in a movie theater with um, subwoofers and stuff, you can play those notes.
2: All right, so basically what you're saying is I need to get a bunch of subwoofers, time to your ears, and play this really, really low note and see you trip.
1: You wouldn't trip. You it's see? it's it's not the same as taking LSD. Oh
2: well, I feel like there should be a study. We should do some research on this. See if there's a study on, you know,
1: sound well, and there and is. Tripping. There's a there whole is. there's a bunch of articles about infrasound. I feel and like the dangers there's of a bunch it. of hippies that do this stuff.
2: It's like oh, let's do this. Let's start
1: well, looking at no,
2: the sounds, and it's just like LSD.
1: There's audiologists. Well, I don't know if the exact term is audiologist, but there's scientists who study sound that um, study this type of stuff. Um, and they've done a bunch studies. of studies.
2: Living on the moon. Can you make water from sound? No. Can you just make, like, molecules go together? You're just, like, playing this note on the I'm, violin, and all of a sudden, okay. like, oxygen and hydrogen are like, water!
1: Technically, technically, you can play... Like, technically, the speakers do give off heat. So if you're playing a certain note, you technically can create water, like, out of ice if you're heating up a surface. But, like, it wouldn't be easy or, like, it wouldn't make sense to do it.
2: I feel like, you know, because of the microwave effect that everybody has. Microwaves
1: are not sound. Well, technically, they are. Technically, all frequencies are Mm -hmm. a form of sound. It's just we can't hear them. Tell me I'm right. Because the human hearing is only a certain range, and that's what we call sound. But there what are frequencies say? outside of that range that are what also technically are? a form of sound. Shut up. Sound. <laughs> you want to hear this cool, the coolest thing ever that comes from sound? You, have you ever heard of um, noise-canceling headphones?
2: Of course. Everybody's heard you, of those. You,
1: do you know what that is?
2: I have a feeling that it's just a bunch of SCC ratings, and they just shove them in your ear.
1: Well, no, what, an, what noise canceling literally is, it's like this microphone that's sitting in front of me recording what I'm talking about. is There's a microphone on those headphones, and it takes what it hears from the outside world and then flips it in phase. So if you're looking at a waveform on your computer,
0: oh, and you see so how it, it looks, it
1: flips thing. it. Well, it flips it, and if you take the waveform that you're hearing and you flip it and play it um, exactly the same or like a little bit different, you might have to reduce the volume a little bit, um, it will cancel out the other sound. So if you play the same sound, so basically what you're doing is you're playing the sound that you're hearing, but flipped, and it will cancel out the other sound, so you won't hear it. And you can do that in almost any situation. It's very difficult to get it perfect, but you can do it pretty accurately. That's why noise-canceling headphones exist. But that's what it's doing. It's just canceling out the other sound.
2: So is it like, it's like the opposite of harmonizing, right? It's like me playing a flat note
1: and you playing a sharp note. Yeah, I guess, kind of. It's similar. It's just like if we both play the same note, but out of phase of each other. So if I, technically what we could do is if we both played the exact same instrument, which we don't, um, If we both played the exact same note, perfect, almost perfectly the exact same, but I started it like a couple milliseconds after you, our phases would um, cancel each other out because how a a sound waveform is, is it's basically just a wave and I'm literally making a wave with my hand.
2: Do you think Mythbusters could do this? Do you think they've tried it?
1: I bet they probably tried something about it. I bet you
2: they didn't bust the Myth. I bet you they were like, "Oh, we just can't make it work, so let's just not air the episode."
1: That's a possibility. They might have. They had so many episodes. They might have done something along. Well, I think they did something along the lines of this. I just don't remember what it was. They did something with sound.
2: Yeah, I know that they did one where they were trying to make different sound effects. I was like, "This is so dumb. Like, why are we trying to make sound effects of like something like a squid moving?" We're using, like, a I don't know, some random instrument.
1: We got to back. I have no on idea that. what you're talking about. But,
2: interesting. Okay, give me another
1: like one of these questions.
2: Just, I didn't know that you could just make random sounds.
1: Yeah, you can do anything you want.
2: I really want to see this note that can make you start seeing shit.
1: It's like, I forget exactly what frequency it is, but I've done it before
2: because you get high
1: on it that's what you do
2: hear that mom no matthew does sound drugs <laughs> you War on just sound cut. that's what we
1: got you know i doing. can just cut out anything you say right
2: yeah you are the editor of this podcast but i think if it's funny you should try and uh, leave it in you know
1: matthew hey i'll edit this out. entire sec i'll edit out the next five minutes of the segment what kind of drugs i'm just gonna, it gonna
2: drop it in randomly Matthew does sound drugs. Also, let's talk about (laughs) I'm trying to get around this. I can always, you know, just tell people that it's fake news and that Matthew does sound drugs. Just
1: give me a new question. What's another question you have?
2: Well, we got to lead into the next question, Matthew. You can't just be like, next question. Like this isn't
1: you. <laughs> the the last podcast was just released, and there's a lot of just cut in between things. I have like little do you do do do. The sound effects you made on the first podcast.
2: I never heard it on the first one. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Did you listen to the first one?
2: I listened to part of it.
1: <laughs> yeah, not the whole 41 minutes of it.
2: I sound like a child who doesn't know how to talk. I feel like I never graduated from like kindergarten.
1: Well, the hardest thing that we both need to learn is how to not stutter and make other sounds in between doing things. So like right now you just took a drink and I heard that you take a drink, but well, I, tried I can edit way. that out. Well, yeah, you well, moved away. So it got quieter, but like the worst thing that we do is we breathe really close to the microphone. Cause when you're talking, you need to take a breath and you're not going to just, I'm going to cut it out, but Andrew just did a really deep <laughs> breath into the microphone. I hate people's breathing. It sounds terrible on podcasts. I,
2: I just hate sounds in general, like especially when people are eating or drinking. Sorry, I'm kicking the chair a little bit. All right. I guess I'll ask another question. Voter texting apps. I don't We're know about you. About this. We're not talking about but election. Every orders. day I've gotten at least I'm gonna one. I'm going to cut this out. I've gotten one text from the voter people. They're like, Hey. Have you voted yet? Did you know that this is on your ballot? And I'm like, I don't even live in Illinois, and they're all coming from Illinois people. I'm like, what the? F-? Stop. <laughs>
1: like, Are you still registered to vote in Illinois?
2: No, I'm registered to vote in New Jersey. They took my ID. They were like, we can't give you this anymore. And I'm like, why? It's cooler than the New Jersey ID. Also, New Jersey IDs <laughs> look fake, just so everybody knows. New Jersey IDs look fake. They look like the old Illinois ID. That would never get me into any bar ever.
1: Really? I bet they would. Well,
2: the new ID worked. Also, like I have so to reapply what, what, have for one... an ID to get a new ID. A verified ID that lets me go on airplanes, which nobody goes on because COVID.
1: Yeah, I have to use my
2: passport if I want to get on an airplane. Or you could just go get the new ID. A little
1: star thing. I was going to do that when I got my new cur- current ID, but then... When I got there, they are like, you need one more thing. And I was like, cool, I'm just going to get my ID. Yeah. Because they don't tell you online exactly what you need to get your ID, so it makes it impossible when you get there, and they're like, well, you need this other thing. It's like, cool, I'm not going to drive the 20 minutes home and then just come back and stay in the four-hour line again.
2: Well, I bet you they do tell you online. You just don't look hard enough because you don't care.
1: No, I look quite hard. It's just sometimes they're not specific online.
2: Well, on the New Jersey website, there's like a link that just says what you need for your ID. And I'm like, cool. So I brought like they do double the same the thing shit in that Illinois. But in Illinois, they're trying to trick you, right? Well, yeah, Illinois. They're like, a bunch oh, of you just here. want legal marijuana. Legal marijuana? What? That's just. There's no such thing. The federal government doesn't even believe.
1: No, there's actually a reason why you can have legal marijuana on a state level and not a federal level. There's like a whole thing about it. I'm not getting into it. All right. Governor Matthew. Sorry, did I
2: you like see politics. The, did you see Obama was on the campaign trail for Biden? I think that's hilarious. Yeah. Because all first right. of all, at the end of the last election, or yeah, or when Barack Obama was still in office, he was like, I want this person to run for president in four years after Hillary Clinton ran. And that person was like, hell not. And then Biden's running, and all of a sudden Barack Obama's like, oh, it's my buddy. And it's just like, you never wanted him to run in the first place. You know he's old. I'm not
1: going to talk about this.
2: I'm talking about Barack Obama on the campaign trail, Matthew. I'm not talking about
1: Yes, but politics. you're talking about the election.
2: Well, the election's a part of current events, so.
1: I will say this. The whole reason that he's out stumping for Biden is because of the fact that the Democrats need to take over the White House. They need to get into the White House to get anything relevant to the world. That's not really what I were meant to say, but whatever. And the only reason to do that is to come out because Biden I'm sorry. Obama is still a well respected member of the Democratic Party to a lot of People in the boomer generation and what's the generation that came after the boomers? The Generation X? Is it Generation X? You Boomers. I remember. You have a generation, then you have a millennials, which technically you're a millennial. I'm
2: and on then that you cusp have me. I'm like in between. I was a
1: 90s. Well, kid when I was five. You were born in what, nineteen ninety-five? Mm-hmm. I think that makes you a millennial, but I was born in nineteen ninety-eight, which makes me a Gen Zer. Which is, which you can actually tell if you look at how the two of us talk and the t- how um, we interact with the people around us. Because my, well, you, the easiest way to tell what generation you're part of from millennial and Gen Z is the type of humor you have. And your humor is a millennial type of humor, and mine is a can Gen Z more type of humor.
2: Specific? Don't say, use the word.
1: Okay, so Gen Z humor is a very, very dark humor. So it's like me making a joke about getting hit by a bus or dying. That's ty- that's the type of Gen Z humor. It's very dark, and I find it hilarious. I-, I have no problem making a dark joke like that, where you wouldn't make that type of joke um, because you were... You make it sometimes. You're still on that cusp, but sometimes you make those kind of, but you stay away from it and it's all and Gen Z humor is also a type of humor that offends a lot of other generations fairly easy.
2: Because yeah, But I think that's just a phase of humor. I don't I I personally don't agree with you. I think that humor is based on the phase of life because comedians are able to make that switch where they're like, you know, it's okay to make this joke. In this time period versus, you know, 20 years ago and they're making a joke about sexism.
1: Well, I'm not talking about comedians. I'm talking about the different types of humor for generational. Because, like, yes, in every generation, humor changes. Because as you go up in different situations, the things that you talk about is different. The types of humor you have is different. So... The things that you make fun of compared to what I make fun of are a little bit different because we're actually pretty close in age, so it it we find the same things kind of funny. But have you ever noticed that I'll make jokes about things, and no one will laugh? Like mom doesn't laugh at my jokes as much as she laughs at your jokes, and it's the same with I our entire family. I am more the, of an
2: old man. I go to bed at a right maybe, time and you go to bed at six a.m. I go to bed depending on you miss when the I'm whole morning news cycle, Matthew. You sleep through the whole morning news and then you make fun of the morning news without being a part of the morning news in the afternoon and at night. You're what they call well, a troll
1: no, no, I'm not <laughs> because of the fact the that any time at any time of the day I can get the exact same news that you got three hours earlier.
2: Yeah, but and, it's already changed by then. You weren't there for the
1: instantaneous yeah, and moment. I, and I read the more up to date stuff where you read the news at six o'clock in the morning. I read it at noon. And if you haven't looked at the news since 6am, I'm more up to date than you are at that point in time. And I check the news the entire time I'm awake.
2: This whole, this whole point that you're making is irrelevant because I'm going to check the news again at five thirty, and then it's going to be more updated than you are. And, <laughs> like
1: no. I disagree because I get updates throughout the day, but whatever. Give me another question. I'm sick of this conversation.
2: You just don't want to talk about politics. What's wrong with you? There's the whole point of right now. Next question about politics. So they're swearing in a new judge. Skip First it. Slash, they've already sworn in a new judge, Amy Comey Barrett. Does this create a judicial war? I heard this on the news the other day. They were like, you know, we're packing the court with all these... You know, communist people, just kidding, they don't say communist, they say conservative people, are like, this is going to change the, the courts forever. This is why Democrats are talking about packing the court. This is why Democrats are talking about trying to fill vacancies, which are already filled by Trump.
1: Well, Democrats. okay, let me let me start off by saying the no one that ever calls anyone a communist actually understands what communism is, first off. So we're just going to skip over that entire comment, because communism while very close to socialism are completely different is a completely different thing. And you just mo- say most communism people and
2: socialism are close to each other.
1: They're similar, but they have major differences. And technically, if you actually look at it, they're extremes on the scale, of both systems. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Um, are extremes on the scale where communism is technically more on the right side and socialism is more on the left side. But they both have very similar attributes to each other. Now, past that, if we talk about Amy Cohen and Barrett, the problem that everyone has currently with this um, swing of, of this justice is the fact that the Senate basically said F you to Democrats the same way they did in 2016 where Obama... Um, wanted to appoint Merrick Garland, I don't know if that's how you say his name, to the bench to replace um, Justice Scalia when he died. And Republic, Republicans said, no, we're not going to do this. The election is so close. We're going to wait until after the election and have the new president sw- um, appoint a justice. Which is like, okay, the majority of people in the world said, yeah, that makes sense. Let's do that. But now, with the election being, what is it, less than a week away, the Republicans said the complete opposite. And they are like, no, it's a responsibility to get this person sworn in and do this. And that's why everyone has their issues with this particular justice. Now, yes, there's the other things that come with it, like she, her c- current views about certain things, and a lot of women are quite terrified because they're going to, they might have the possibility of losing a lot of the rights that they've gained over the last ten years, whether or not you're a woman or you're a man who's gay or a woman who's gay or transgender, any of that. There a lot a lot of the problems come from the fact that um this is completely different with what they, they said in 2016, especially what's his name? God, I just forgot his name. The Republican leader of the Senate. Um, but he Basically, most Republicans did a backtrack, and now we're having this big fight between Democrats and Republicans where it's like, you said this one thing, and we agreed with you, and now you're doing the opposite, and we don't respect that. Well, I don't, I don't think they, they ever agree with agree this, but me, whatever.
2: But thank you, Professor well, No, Matt. back
1: in 2016, they found it. <laughs> <laughs> I paid <digital. laughs> I'm on, cutting all of this you out. You a so. whole
2: lecture, a whole tangent here where you just had to explain everything. No, I, yeah. I, Are you I about anything think funny? it's fine. I think... We took a whole view of it. We're like, oh, we're sitting at home. We're all tired. We all need to have something to argue about. The election's coming up. Oh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Now we have to fill the seat. You know, in the law, we're supposed to fill the seat as quick as possible. Like, stop arguing and all that stuff. The two-party system doesn't matter when you're on the bench, Matthew. Yes, it Kind of like defers how you might answer a scenario, but under law, and I understand that common law in the Supreme Court is determined, but Amy, Amy Cooney Barrett has an obligation to the public. She's an elected official, although she's actually nominated. She's elected by the people that no, elect. reelect the people who say, yes, she can go in. Yes, I didn't elect any of the Republicans because I disagree with most of their, you know, problems. And I think she's going to be fine. Like everybody's just blowing out of proportion the little things and the common law that could be overturned. But they explained like how it would be overturned. They wouldn't actually be able to overturn the law. They can only take snippets of it and say, okay, this needs to change for today. That's what it is. False. They can't overturn Roe v. Wade. They can't be like, let's rehear this they, from ten years ago.
1: They technically okay. It, it's weird how they can do this. I took a class on this. Um, technically, what can happen is any any case that is brought up on a federal level. So, as long as it is brought up on a federal level and brings up something of constitutionality of a law somewhere, so it can be a case in a state against a state law that brings brought up and then it has to be brought up against the constitution and they have to literally look at it like is this against the constitution so basically you can say anything you want as long as you think you can prove your point of why this is against the constitution from a state law point of view um and it can be it can be heard by the supreme court now in previous decades years whatever you want to say usually a a court the supreme court will not hear a case that has been heard before that is almost similar, exactly the same as the previous case. So Roe v. Wade, if they heard a case that was completely similar to it, there was a large chance that they will not hear it again. They can, they probably will not. Now, the thing I want to say is that technically the Senate did not need to confirm Amy Coney They did not even have to listen to it because legally there's nothing that says that actually makes a statement from the Constitution-wise, of how many justices you need on the Supreme Court. Currently, we have, I think, nine. You have eight justices and a Supreme Court just, and the main justice. Um, There's nothing that says you need nine. You can have eight. You can have seven. You can have 12. You can have as many justices as you want on the Supreme Court, and you can continue to nominate. Now, we currently have nine, and that's how many we are staying at. But you don't need nine to have a full court, and that's why the Supreme Court is allowed to continue to hear cases after Supreme Court justices died. Cool. Let's get off this and give me a new topic. Well,
2: the question was actually, is there going to be a judicial war? Like, do you, do you think we are going to have an issue? Because not only did they nominate and confirm Barrett, but Trump has been packing courts all over the country with conservative judges. Do you think like we're well, gonna be able as Democrats or just progressive people in society, do you think we're gonna be able to go in front of a judge and be like, Well, I drove through a yellow light, sir, and they're gonna be like, Oh, well yeah, um no, you broke the law. Like like can okay. we get well, rid of the, the fir- police? The, no. Not in a conservative. The first government. thing
1: you have The first thing you have to remember is the only things that can be brought up to a judge is that, well i'm not not that only things that can be brought up to a federal level judge is something that about that is against the a federal law of some sort so the constitution or some sort of amendment or something of some sort that is on federal level um and that's the judges that trump has appointed and
2: yeah but you the have to Senate go to the confirmed. state level first, and the, then the you war, to the federal level because you yes, don't like the state level.
1: The the war that they're talking about from Democrat and Republicans about justices and um in general has more to do with the fact of that if a Democratic Senate is elected, technically the Senate has the right to impeach a judge. And that is the really big question right now, is that technically... If Democrats win back the Senate in this coming up election, they have the possibility to impeach Amy Conan Barrett. Now, the problem that comes from that is that there is nothing that they can impeach Amy Conan Barrett for, other than the fact that she's a Republican, which which you can't yeah, impeach for. is
2: technically, party
1: affiliation. She she technically now she doesn't have as much under her belt when it comes to being a judge as other judges on the Supreme Court, so. There's like a back and forth there. But they have that power. And the thing on top of that that a lot of people are questioning is how the Democrats are going to return if they went back to the Senate. Because there's a the thing that Republicans did a couple of years ago where they took Supreme Court justice nominees from a two-thirds majority in the Senate to a um just a... What is it? Fifty plus one, so a majority. You just need fifty-one votes to confirm a Supreme Court justice, which Republicans. No, actually, it might not be Republicans. I think Democrats might have done that when they had the power when Obama was was in was president, um, and they. Voted, They voted on that and passed a new law that stated that they can do a 50-plus-1 instead of a two-thirds majority. So Democrats, at the end of the day, I think might have fucked themselves. I
2: mean, yeah, they did. It might have been we Republicans. I don't know the exact. Because we're like, oh, let's be progressive. And then all of a sudden, the progression is like, oh, now we're conservative.
1: <laughs> well, at the end of the day, it comes back to this whole Republicans against Democrats. And that's why, personally, this is my personal opinion, I think that the entire way that we run our federal government it, well, any government is stupid. No, and no, the, no. Hold up again. Okay, no. You're no, talking no, wait, just No, wait, about stop, stop, pause, just, pause, pause. I'm gonna keep talking over you, and then I'm not. Gonna, no, I'm just gonna edit you out. Let me no, finish what I'm saying. second. You're
2: talking in circles, Matthew. You, what you're saying is not any government. You're talking about the two-party system. Talk about the two-party yes, system. All
1: governments I'm, are not bad. I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking about it that way. I'm talking about the fact that older older um political appointees have a habit to be very stuck in their stances of how they see things where younger appointees aren't now yes younger appointees are just as liberal or conservative as older appointees but younger appointees understand like I'm not even going to get walking, into this. You're talking you change in this
2: circles, topic? like you're trying to make a case without saying any information. Matthew. Cool. Change you know, the topic. I, I want to say something really quick because I do believe, and I, I throw out random shit all the time and this is another one of them, but this is what, you know, our podcast is based on is Andrew saying random shit. Um, I believe because we have what? a two party <laughs> system. Yes. We have like six other parties that are on the ballot and Kanye's on the ballot. Who cares? What I'm saying is because we are a two party system and we have rigged the country to think that you are either a Democrat or a Republican or a hippie of some sort, there's going to be a civil war soon. Like it's already brewing. Trump's going to win this election somehow because he, you know, put a bunch of extra dead people's ballots into the thing, you know, because COVID and you can't, you can't tell if they're dead or not. Um, I think there's going to be a civil war. And I think it started with this looting issue. And it's going to turn into, you know, you versus me. And nobody's going to hear each other out. And then, you know, 60% of the country is going to move to Canada. That's how the civil war is going to work. Because we're not free anymore. We don't stand for, you know, immigrants can come here anymore. We stand for... We're self-centered and everything needs to be uh, about money. And, you know, since we we are so far in debt and we can't figure out our own economy, let's just uh, fuck over the rest of the world type thing. I can't wait for us to be a third world country and I'm going to be living in China. <laughs>
1: Cool. I'm not gonna respond for the fact that we've been recording for an hour and ten minutes and I don't think we have anything substantial to actually put out Matthew, to the public. So can we change the topic? That. You
2: can't be focused. Like Joe Rogan goes on for three hours with these people and just posts the whole fucking thing. Yeah. Alright, no more current events. I wanna editing. talk to you about Elon Musk. I personally Okay, let's I talk think about Elon, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is doing Really good stuff for the world.
1: I would agree. Do you want me to elaborate?
2: I I want to hear your side. I'm going to tell you my side, and and then we're going to argue the other side with Jeff Bezos.
1: Okay. At the end of the day, Elon Musk, I think, is doing fabulous things. I think everything that his companies and everything they're doing are doing great things for humanity. Now, there's always the back and forth of um, billionaire power. I want to first start off and say that Elon Musk is not a billionaire. And that's something that a lot of people don't realize um, because of the fact that, yes, he has a lot of wealth when you consider his um, stock holdings in the companies that he runs and owns. He doesn't have any of that money. So people call him a bail in and they act as if he has this money sitting in front of him. He doesn't have that money. If he takes his money out of the company, the company folds because of the fact that no one's going to invest into a company that the owner or CEO is not investing in. So, first off, that is a very special circumstance. Second off, I think what he's doing is great. He's has SpaceX, which is advancing. Um, Space travel. Now, yes, there is a big question with how NASA um, funds SpaceX and funds Blue Origin and funds Boeing. There's a big question about that. I'm not going to get into that. But his company so far is the only um, space travel company that is publicly traded that um, has done anything worth noting when it comes to space travel. and. They have definitely advanced the technology. Why are you looking at me like it's that? Just, you have you're a just comment, going on, on on on. You're Professor Matthew right now. That's great. I'm trying to do better with the whole not pausing and not slurring. Yeah, and you're like you trying to fill in kind of information. Of
2: stuff. I think it's hilarious. You're just like everything and that and this and everything.
1: I'm not an expert. You don't need to be an expert, about, but, but I do have you don't a lot also of have
2: to fill in information with the same uh, lingo. <laughs> I, I just want to talk really quick. You know, Elon Musk is doing great things for the world, but I think he's also doing it the right way. And people are going to disagree with me on this, but he's using the government. Listen, use the freaking government. The government's doing things because of Democrats like us, not because of Republicans who don't want to spend money on shit because they're too conservative. Plus, you know, older Republicans used to be progressive. So technically saying that you're a Republican says that you're just an old timer that can't figure out what to do next. But Elon Musk is using the government and using government money to fund billion dollar projects that need to happen. That's what's happening. And they're usually crazy ideas. Yes. That's that's what people don't understand. Like Jeff Bezos is doing the same well, thing. Well, the largest just conservative. You know, he's he's like we're gonna plan well, this the whole largest thing out, and then money. we're going to actually do it.
1: The largest source of money in the world comes from governments. They have the largest spending, and they have the largest income in the world, and they no, they set the
2: dollar price. That's they what they, they, do. they they don't they don't have income or any well, spending money.
1: Well, they do have income. They have taxes, and that is considered an income when it comes. Now we call them taxes. Um, but it is an income and the United States government has a large income from taxes and then they have the, one of the largest spendings in the world where it's trillions of dollars they spend a year. That's larger than almost any, that's larger than any company in the world has on spending. So it's one of the best dollar amounts to try and capture when you're trying to create a business and that's what Elon Musk has done. He's doing things with governments. Yep.
2: But he's also trying to do it safe. Like one of his crazy ideas is he's trying to be an environmentally, you know, conscious. He's trying to like do things that don't destroy the environment. Yeah, which is like completely against our current well, Elon, administration.
1: <laughs> well, that's why everyone looks at Elon Musk and they talk about the fact that he is the Tony Stark of the real world because he's has he, he's technically rich, technically if you think about the stocks he owns and he cares about the world we live in and what's going to happen to it in the future. And he wants to advance human tech, He wants to advance technology to make humanity better. And that's what he's doing. Yeah.
2: It's funny though. I also listened to uh, the bill Burr episode side note. My brother kept giving me the wrong password for our Netflix. <laughs> Just, he kept sending me the, the Netflix password and he's like, this is right. It's working for me. And then he's like, "Oh wait, add an exclamation point at the end." I'm like, "What?"
1: Okay. Well, first off, let me just say that I looked up the password in my browsers cuz you it saves your password. I looked it up. I gave you the correct password according to my browser. Now, I never had to log into Netflix in Have you been months. getting
2: on your browser, specifically Google Chrome, which I think Google's cheaping out on everybody?
1: Nope. I switched to Safari. I use Safari now. I'm
2: tired. That's why I don't. Know. Yeah, Google keeps telling me they're like, oh, you have too many passwords on here. Or my favorite one was, this password's corrupt. And I'm like, what? For my Gmail? <laughs> it's
1: like, what? I've never yeah, heard that. It's telling me that my
2: password doesn't like, work because somebody changed it. And I'm like, well, it was probably me and you just didn't record it. Stupid macro. Yeah, that's what happens. I, no, I keep getting, I think Google's cheaping out on everybody. Like, oh, uh, you know what? We've been uh, letting you use our, our data storage forever. We're going to start charging you and uh, we're going to start removing your data. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh, oh wait, what? <laughs> forever trap. What are talking about? It's really just going up into a backup file, which is just a zipped up version of your information. It's dumbed down. Anyway, what was I going at? Um.
1: I don't know. What was the last question we were talking about? Elon Musk.
2: After Elon Musk. Somehow we got into Google.
1: Just move on to a new question. Give me something that gives me like a story I can tell. I want, I want to make this more comedy. We've been doing this for an hour and 20 minutes and there's nothing funny in this Well, because
2: you were Professor Matthew for like two hours. <laughs> I was going to ask you about meditation. Maybe. Do you meditate, Matthew?
1: What what? Oh, I guess a lot of this is me just talking. So I was looking at. No, I tried meditation once. It doesn't. Really, I I guess I'm not like Zen enough for it. To be Zen to meditate. But I tried do you it ever once. Run or just
2: sit in peace and not sleep.
1: Yeah, I tr- well, I tried it for a while. I tried being sitting in like quietness and like not trying trying not to think Why or do things work? or whatever. I just, like, first off, that's not how my brain works. I'm always thinking about things. I, that's why I'm, okay, first off, I love being stressed out. That's, like, my zen point is I'm always stressed out. That's why right now I'm, like, always freaking out because I have nothing to do and nothing to think about. But I love being stressed out. I love just thinking about things to the point of, like, tearing them apart and, like, it going great, whatever. Um But, like, I like not having enough time to, like, actually think things through or, like... you
2: like? like, I
1: like like like, like? being so busy and being stressed out that um, it doesn't give me time to overthink things. So, like, I will...
2: You're doing the opposite of what meditation is for. (laughs) You're the reason why you need meditation. No,
1: I'm talking... But I don't like meditation. I don't enjoy it. I've tried it. It doesn't like. I, I feel like I just wasted a bunch of time at the end of the day. It, I, it doesn't help me. I don't feel better. I don't. It's because you're, it you're doing it wrong. feel worse after I've meditated. Doing it wrong. Help. No, I'm doing I've, it wrong. I've watched YouTube videos. You can't watch YouTube videos and okay. do meditation. Do you have a different topic? <laughs>
2: you can't go off to another no, topic. Not at the I'm
1: same time. On. I what?
2: Meditation is when you you sit and you accept things as they're happening or if they've happened usually as they're happening like things pop into your mind and you're like okay that happened release and then you move on to the next thing that's what meditation is it's the whole point of getting rid of the stuff that's stressing you out okay (laughs) you're just stressing yourself out you're making yourself less like zen
1: I enjoy being stressed out, and that's where the You're problem is. You're like a dog that from. has a problem I with being alone. I enjoy like, it. Being alone.
2: All dogs have a problem I don't with know. being Sometimes alone. Our dog is just like, I'd rather be alone. Leave me alone. I'm going to go sleep in mom's closet. I'm going under the bed and taking your glasses
1: with me. No, she likes being alone as long as she knows where you. If she doesn't know where you are, she freaks out. And that's why when we leave the house, she freaks out. She's totally fine with us leaving
2: because she'll just go lay down on the couch and watch the squirrels run around and bark at them. I wish I was a dog. Let's be honest. Mm. If we were dogs, we would just, you know, chill all the time. Life would be easier. You got your next meal coming. People pet you a lot, they scratch you, they talk to you like you're a, a child. I'd love to be talked to like I was a child. It would remind me so much of all the problems I have. Like remind me of not having.
1: It would, it. It, it would annoy me. It would annoy me. I don't want to be talked to like a child. I don't your want to be talked to as a child. child. I would probably despise your everyone God. I talk to. <laughs> yeah. When I was younger, I didn't like it when people talked to me as if I was a child. It was just like it was disrespectful. Like if you want there like a, here's where this comes from. If you're going to expect respect from me as an individual, then you have to respect me. I'm not going to give the same respect I'm not going to give you more respect than you give me, and that's the problem I've always had with adults who think that they are superior to children i don't like no you're not you're yes you are in charge of a child because children are not so cannot be trusted to be take care of themselves on their way. own
2: since you're a self-employed individual you work for yourself you're basically donald trump you don't pay any taxes when when true. somebody disrespects you and you're like oh i work for myself what do you do do you just like immediately passive-aggressive them you're just like You know, you act like I'm a child, you're a child. Do you do that? Or do you just go, you know what, I'm going to get to
1: the First thing. First thing we have to talk about is, yes, I'm a self-employed individual. But self-employed does not mean I work for myself. I work for companies and other businesses where they are technically my boss, but at the end of the day are not paying me a W-2 wage. So they're paying me differently. That's the only reason I'm self-employed. Now, when someone disrespects me as an individual, which doesn't happen a lot in my professional industry, I will still show them professional courtesy. So I will still respect them as a boss or an individual that I am working with, but I'm not going to show them the same level of respect I would have beforehand. So if you're going to come up to me and be my um someone i an employee i work with at this company i will show you the same all this i will show you an incredible level of respect i will work with you i will be friendly with you past that if you disrespect me in some sort of way or treat me as if i am not as like i am what's the word i'm looking for i'm not the same level as you which i find First off, in any company, no one should ever treat you as you are not at the same level as them. If you are their boss, you should treat them the same as yourself, but at the end of the day, they need to understand that you were in charge, and that's all that needs to happen.
2: I I think...
1: No, I I I, know you agree with with me, so...
2: I think, yeah, like nobody's actually in charge of anybody. You're in charge of yourself. But I also, like, I I think I go a step further, actually. Like, my whole understanding is if you're not going to work with me, then you're a lost cause. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. That's how I treat it. Like, I I I have a lot of friends who I consider still friends, but they were close friends before. And they fell off the map because of themselves, not because of me. Like, I reach out to people a lot more than people, like, reach out to each other in general. And you know, I've gotten to the point where certain, you know, friends or coworkers or something, it's it's too far, too far gone. I'm sorry. I'm not I'm not gonna give you the time of day. And when you give me the time of day, I will still treat you nicely, but you know, at a courtesy like you said, courtesy level.
1: Yeah, so like I sit there and do my work, and if it requires me to talk to someone or interact with someone, I will show you the base level of respect, but if you have not treated me with the same amount of respect that I treat you or the level that everyone should treat everyone, there's always that base level, then I'm just, I I don't know how to describe it past what I have. It's just like I'm not going to give you that level of respect.
2: Well, I also think like it. it's fun to, I don't know, I lost it. I think we beat this in. We're not I being did too. Inclined. That's we're entire is. You got to you got to say random shit with me
0: or no, laugh at my jokes. Serious.
2: I definitely you haven't made jokes. any good also, jokes. Also, I was thinking about what I was going to say earlier and I was list- I was listening to the Bill Burr comedy special that came out like a year ago. I don't like Bill Burr. I like him as a person. He's just a good individual. He understands like basic shit at a very negative level. But um He was talking about something. I won't talk about the specifics of it, but I will bring it up as a topic. Technology. He thinks that technology is like we're too trusting of technology. Like we develop things for, and actually this came out of, I went to uh, New York City's, um, what's it called? Museum. My Frank Lloyd Wright. Not Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah, yeah. What's his? the the Guggenheim? I went to the Guggenheim and I saw Rem Koolhaas's exhibit in the Guggenheim. And the whole point of this technology talk is that technology—we are building technology for like human problems to solve our problems, which then cause more problems that we create more technology for to the point where we are now creating architecture and buildings for technology, not for people. No, mm -mm. we don't need a building to hold billions of gigabytes or trillions of gigabytes or septillions of gigabytes of information in a data center. We're building it for technology. Like we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on buildings for just tech, like a giant printer.
0: Don't you see something wrong with that? Like... (laughs)
2: I think it's wrong. I think it's not really a big issue, but it will be an issue where we have to then design a new technology for it. And guess what that's going to be? That's going to be like above our head, psychotic shit where, you know, buildings are being designed by, by computers, which I already think can happen and is happening.
1: At the end of the day, the goal is that human, Human interaction is not necessary to.
2: But human interaction,
1: human that, interaction is how things happen. That's why we're
2: having a podcast right now. That's really boring.
1: <laughs> okay, but like the whole idea of advancing technology is that at the end of the day, you don't need human interaction for it. Now, yes, there's always going to be something out there that needs some sort of human interaction to do it but like the idea is the that whole, you can sit here and you can type an idea into a software and give a couple of things and yeah. it writes a well, book the whole for you.
2: Facebook technology generation is based on connecting with people. That's what I'm trying to get at is that we are we are building technology yes. to create social environments. And we are removing like the need for environment as a a human resource and instead we're packing it with like the technology that we are requiring ourselves what happens when energy stops what happens when the microwave stop you know making Matthew poop his pants and seeing shit like what happens when that happens
1: then we revert back to how we were Hundreds of years ago.
2: What was that, Matthew? We don't. We we're changing the rule book right now. We're tearing down statues about slavery because we don't want to teach it to our kids
1: anymore. No, that's not why we're. Tearing I said down.
2: both sides okay, of the first story. First off, we're Matthew. not tearing you down don't statues have to be about super slavery. Professor Matthew, today, right
1: now. <laughs> no, all I'm saying is that the statues that are being torn down are showing the plus to slavery and we don't want to show that cause there's nothing good that came out of slavery. Slavery is a terrible thing. <laughs> okay. I, hate
2: I didn't mean that as like a racist thing. I think rap music has, you know, developed from like country music and jazz through time. It's about like this deep hate for like what is happening to them about about racism, about... Well, it's like the fact that...
1: Up. It's like the fact that jazz is a black form of music. It's not a white form. It's not made by white people, and a lot of white people... I think we need to educate ourselves on this one. Um, to make these Create that topics. music. Well, I know some sort of information. But I, yeah, I guess you're right. But what I'm saying is that jazz as a whole, the t- the music form of jazz was created by African Americans. It was it, in the South. I, I did a whole, I went and took, there was a class about this at some point. Professor Matthew. I, whatever. <laughs> Do you have a different question? I know a lot of. I keep a lot of yeah, information.
2: We're just man. talking, man. This is a conversation. I have a bunch of questions lined up so that we could talk through. This is. We're gonna call this episode Matthew wants questions. Matthew doesn't want to answer questions. How about that? I'm gonna put a poll up with a bunch of uh, others, so I can, and people can say what
1: they want this podcast to be called. I'm actually writing down this podcast name because I had a hard time coming up with a podcast name for last week's podcast. Well,
2: the first podcast had nothing to do with what we talked about. Is there a car crash around you at midnight? Is that why you called no, it?
1: No, I co- it. <laughs> No, I called it crashing a car at twelve. Well first off, I wasn't twelve. I just guessed an age. Oh um, that was mom said was I was ten, right. but whatever. Yeah, we talked. About. But, like, that was the funniest moment to be in that podcast was the story about me crashing a car when I was 10. No, I was actually 10. Mom and I talked about this.
2: I'm really excited for cannolis, Matthew. When I move to New York City, I'm going to have so many different types of
1: cannolis. Cannolis as in the Italian dessert? I want
2: chocolate. I want vanilla. I want strawberry. I want caramel oreo flavors
1: Are you living in the Italian you, village of you New, are York? In New York? You
2: can get whatever
1: you want. Also, while I have so, you here, can we talk about something? Mom says I'm coming and helping you move. I thought this
2: was coming from you. She she's starting rumors. Our mother likes to talk a lot about each other, and she doesn't like that she knows that we don't talk to each other very often. So she likes to just say shit to get us to talk to each other or, you know, have a conversation with her. Cause I'm always asking about Matthew when I talk to my mom. And I'm sure Matthew, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking about you. And you know, then I turn into a conversation <laughs> about Jacoby, our dog. Well but it's because I miss our dog.
1: Well, she was talking to me on Sunday about Yep. You're moving. And she was telling me all the problems with that. New situation. York city rent is 2%. absurd. That's not something I want to be involved in. That's not what we're talking about. There was other things, but whatever. And she was like, she's thinking about first off having Thanksgiving with you. And well, you New know New where York that came from, right? The what? people
2: that I live in their house, which, I love them, but I'm pretty sure I told them at one point that we're moving into New York City and that we would like to go to Thanksgiving with them and hopefully they don't listen to this podcast. But um, they told me last week, yeah, they're going to Maine. Maine. I was like, that's a great idea. I'd love to go to Maine. However... I will not be able to make it to Maine because I will be moving into New York City. Now, there's still a chance if we move on November 15th into New York City, it would be better. But Danielle has to be out of her apartment that weekend. So yeah. I, think, um, I don't I don't know if we're going to go to Maine because technically we'd have to take two cars because we can't leave our car in Syracuse. Because Syracuse is like another six hours away from wherever we're going to Maine. Yeah, I know. So mom wants to come to New York City and fit into a tiny-ass 350-square-foot apartment and have Thanksgiving dinner. Just kidding. We'd probably go out and sit outside in the freezing cold in the street and eat a turkey.
1: Well, we talked about this already, and we talked about the fact that, first off, when you guys have to move, if I had to come out and help you move, I would have to fly out there help you move, and then fly back before Thanksgiving. So it wasn't going to happen to begin with. And then mom wanted to drive out there and help you move. And then her plan was that we were going to have Thanksgiving the week beforehand with grandma and just lie to her because she's not all there in her head, so we could totally pull that off. And just bring the leftovers with her in the car as... Um, our Thanksgiving leftover meal that we always have—Thanksgiving egg rolls—and that's what we would have for Thanksgiving in no, New York.
2: Danielle and I would actually get food. <laughs> kidding me? The problem is, is we don't have a table. We don't you have a how couch. How much it
1: costs?
2: Danielle has a TV, but she doesn't like the TV. We don't have a bed. We have nowhere I to put any more a couch because all the apartments have zero storage at all. Actually, we found one with a lot of storage. And to the point where it was like a room, a whole separate room. It wasn't even like a walk-in closet. It was a room. It had a, a, a window in it. It had a heater system in it. I was like, for my clothes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're ghosting.
1: Sounds great. Yeah. Are you look still looking at that apartment that yeah, you texted my pictures I kind of like
2: it, but um, Danielle doesn't like the lack of natural light.
1: Okay. Can I ask you a question? I'm going to cut this portion out of the either. podcast. What if it's a joke? What if it's hilarious? No, I'm definitely going to. No, it's not a joke. I'm going to ask you this question. Cause I just want to know. Cause mom and I have talked about this a couple of times. Do you think Danielle's wow. being unreasonable? Because mom and I have talked about this. Now, all that we've talked about is mom telling me about stories about you and Dan like how what you guys are making decisions on. And it kind of seems from mom's point of view that Danielle is giving you criteria that you don't necessarily agree with.
2: No, it is she kind has of baseline criteria and then I fit within it. Because I personally don't give a shit where okay. or how I live. I will live in a box because I believe that I graduated with a certain amount of debt. That says, you should live in a cardboard box on the side of the street and beg for money. So, <laughs> Matthew's now giving himself a, a spotlight. Um, so I can look at I'm going to make this our new uh, podcast artwork with your glasses. <laughs> um, I like the way I look with these glasses. Basically... I mean, Danielle's going to listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter if you put it in or not. But um, there it are some things that podcast? we cannot afford. Mom seems to think that we should spend more money. Yeah. But mom also does not understand that there is no such thing as more money. <laughs> so unless I decided I am going to be a bartender at a bar that doesn't open because of COVID, or which also in New York City you have to have a – college degree, which is like an associate's degree in bartending. Also in New York City, I don't know if mom explained this to you, but there's such thing as a broker's fee, which exists all over the country. But a broker's fee in New York City versus the rest of the country is the difference between a person who can afford a penthouse suite Or a person who just survives like a normal human being. So when they tell me that I have to pay 15% of my 12-month lease in New York City where the rents are already so absurd (laughs) for a space that I could get uh, as my walk-in closet, um, I find it ridiculous.
0: Okay, and I I
2: lost I'm not going to pay that extra amount of money for it, you know.
1: Well, I lost you there for a second, but that's fine because I'm not gonna put this in. Can put in in. some of it. Trying
2: to be funny. We're trying to be funny here, man.
1: Maybe a little bit. (laughs) Well, maybe we're making a very serious
2: podcast.
1: This week is serious. Last week was. We're trying
2: to get better at this. You know.
1: Yeah, and this is the longest that have recorded for a podcast so I got really so fucking tired I thought you had work yeah, to so do. I
2: do have work to do. Um, don't put this in the podcast, but I'm looking for a new job. Yeah, and I know that's right. I had an interview today. It was a phone interview, and they said no, four it? weeks, which means they're going to ghost me. So you have to- <laughs> though back to last like 20 back, minutes I ago actually laughed <laughs> um no we'll i see. i also have to finish uh, a portfolio piece um which i promised like two days ago but i it's just so many things are happening right now it's ridiculous some people are frustrated on this project i'm on so I have tons of questions, questions Matthew, but they all are supposed to lead questions? into each other. In and like It's really just a, an outline for me to make sure that you and I are having a good, lively conversation. But then you go professor on my ass and start l- lecturing. It's like, this is how the government actually works. Well, can we just pretend like aliens Sorry. took over the world and now they're doing the craziest shit ever? We're not
1: getting into aliens. We <laughs> We're not
2: lecturing. Point. We're coming up with random shit to say. I want people to laugh. This is a comedy.
1: Give me something funny to talk well, about. I like to do a lot of, you know,
2: the foreshadow thing. So I'm going to say something now, and then in 10 minutes, I'm going to say it again.
1: What is the deepest question on your list? I want the deepest question you got. What affects you? and how? Give me, give me something flingered. I can get emotional about.
2: You don't do LSD. LSD. <laughs> Is this okay. why you just space out when I talk, Matthew? Is it because I'm boring? Don't put I've this done it place. once. We're not getting into that. Remember, we still I'm have not to get going jobs. To. Um, also, New Jersey yeah, has. Yeah, and under- I'm
1: still New hoping New to have a, have a political career one day. Make
2: marijuana legal, so I'm hoping. Jimmy's hoping. Yeah, well, it's already legal it in point. Chicago. Never actually really did. I left. Don't show me it. Make me jealous. Nothing New York makes it legal?
1: I don't like it. I'll yeah, send you, you something. do that. Well, shut up. That's illegal. I'm not going to do that.
2: Maybe when I drive there and we go... We just, <laughs>
1: Well I'm not gonna Real quick. I'm not gonna put this in, but I'm not gonna yeah. buy legal weed if you come to Chicago. Buy legal weed? Do you know do you know how expensive, like I might buy one, but like do you have know you how know expensive legal Colorado. weed is? It's
2: not that
1: bad. In Illinois it's a cartridge that's five hundred milligrams is sixty dollars. If you have the big tax big on top of that, it's eighty bucks. Edibles are $40 for 10. And that's not even including the tax. Illinois has an because
2: incredible dead. tax on Mom's way. whole pension fund is on weed. Weed money. Yeah, Mom. You're getting weed money. Yeah. You're getting paid by drug cartel dealers in Illinois. All right, next, time, next week I'm going to drink whiskey. Legal and I'm to have two double.
1: If we're both a little drunk, well, you just need to fucking a laugh, broadcast. dude. Live up a little bit. I, I would Christ. laugh if it was funny.
2: So
1: you have to remember that we have very well, different
2: that's funny, styles
1: man. of comedy. I got a phone call eighteen minutes. Ago. I'm the things I say is not All funny right, man, as compared done. to you. To Do you need you to answer it. it? Oh, thank God. It's an hour and 45 stop. minutes. I have, I have to, have to stop. Okay. So why do you this end the podcast? This is the end
2: of the podcast. No, we have to end it. No, what should I say? Goodbye, everybody. Farewell. We'll see you later. Farewell. Goodbye. We'll talk to you okay, again goodbye. next week.